Hi there and welcome to another episode of Song and a Chat with your host Pete Pascoe. Today we're going to be looking at a song called The Flow, written by myself and Mr Paul Dredge from New Zealand. Uh, if it's your first time here today, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy yourself. Um, my job, the way I look at it, is to put you in the shoes of a songwriter. Uh, give you an, an idea of how it feels and along the way we're going to explore perhaps where the song came from a little bit, uh, perhaps what inspired it, these sorts of things. I like to let the song lead the way. And here we go, on a bit of a journey. Hey? It's all good fun. The old songwriter thing, eh? Where does a song come from? Where does a song come from? Well, in this case, it came from some lyrics that I uh, wrote to Paul. I uh, gave to Paul. But before that, let's just take it back. Where where the lyrics come from? Well, um, it's about being in the flow, I guess, and which is the name of the song. Um, I can tell you when I woke up, and the morning I woke up, and I was still in that sort of dreamy half dream state. And I think that it can be a, not always, but it can be a real key to coming up with some good creative sort of stuff. So there you go. If you're ever in the mood to sort of feel like you want to write a song, recommend waiting till you're half asleep. <laughs> I've written a lot of my songs at night. Um, and a lot of my lyrics at night, as a matter of fact, I used to write them before I went to bed, sleep at night, just write the lyrics and have them done. But this particular morning, I wasn't quite sure what was there, but there was sort of some images of dreams sort of floating around. But that's not what I wrote about, which you'll see. Um, and already all memories popped into my mind here. Um, I'm, I'm going to come to it later on, I think. I'm, I'm going to come to it later on. Um, yeah, yeah, along these very lines. And it's a strange thing where dreams and memories and all those sorts of things can be sort of intertwined, eh? So for now, what I'm going to do is just look at, look at the lyrics very briefly here, and then we're going to go straight to the song, just to put you in the mood. So the song ended up being called The Flow, and the lyrics were this. When you pull the curtains back and the gentle morning light is shining through, there's the sound of a few passing cars and people off to just whatever they'll do. That was exactly what I was seeing. I, I was lying in bed. I thought, ah, I'll pull the curtains back and the gentle morning light. It's beautiful, isn't it? All right, so that was the inspiration for it. So I finished off the lyrics, and I uh, I sent them off to Paul, and he came up with the first bit, which was the verse, and um, tempted as I am to display that, I think what we're going to do is, without further ado, we're going to roll the whole song, the flow, and then we'll look at how it came together, okay? Yeah, why don't we do that? This song is off our new album called The Untrodden Track. So uh, if you like the sound of this, there's a whole album there waiting for you. All right, without further ado, this is The Flow. Roll it. When you pull the curtains back And the gentle morning light is shining There's the sound of a few passing cars People opt to just whatever they do 
still not fully awake And you're yawning as your dreams filter through You're reminded of a few passing scenes With a blink they're gone That's when you know There's no harm in laying low There's no fear when you're letting go And there's no time like now to rest and grow And there's no one can avoid this flow It's like a river Ideas wait round the bed If we give in to the now Then we can rest and mend And then you'll pull the curtains back And the gentle morning light will shine through There's the sound of a few passing cars People off to just whatever they do There's no harm in laying low But there's no fear when you're letting Okay, so there you have it, The Flow, by myself, Pete Pascoe, and Mr. Paul Dredge of New Zealand. Um, hope you enjoyed that. I did. It's nice to sit back and, and listen to the song. And, and um, here we go. As a songwriter, how it feels to write a song, it feels great. And it also feels really cool just to step outside the song. Then once you've done it and you, you, you've recorded it, published it, put it out there like we have... And then you can listen back. And it's almost as if, for me anyway, that someone else has written and recorded. And just enjoy it for what it is. Okay, this stage of proceedings, I like to look at the lyrics. And here we go. So this is what I did. Like I said before, looked around the room, looked out the window. When you pull the curtains back and the gentle morning lights shining true. Oh, I like that. That was made, I think, by that last uh, word, True. Before that, yeah, ho-hum, but yeah, aha, and the gentle morning light is shining true. Uh, there's the sound of a few passing cars, because that's what I was listening to out there as well, yeah, outside. People off to just whatever they'll do. I wonder where people go, don't you often wonder that in the morning, off they go. 
And you're still not fully awake. So this is the crux of it, isn't it? And you're yawning as your dreams filter through. You're reminded of a few passing scenes. With a blink, they're gone. That's when you know. So, yeah, isn't that cool when you wake up and you, if you're just, you're not quite, you know, you're just sort of nearly there, nearly awake, nearly in the conscious. Some, some of you, something still in the sort of subconscious dreamlike state, state, sorry, and you get flashes of dreams. Pretty cool. So, yeah, that's what I was alluding to there alluding to so there's no harm in laying low that's what i thought of myself shall i get up shall i ah there's no harm in lying low where there's no fear when you're letting go that feeling ah. and there's no time like now to rest and grow and there's no one can avoid this flow again so at the end of it after saying so yeah it is nice just to lie in bed let it go there's nothing like letting go and there's nothing like the now to rest and grow and then yeah just bring it back to the subject on the last line saying there's no one can avoid this flow about then i thought oh the flow that's what the song's about all right cool um then i wrote some lyrics here uh it's like a river of possibilities thoughts from before ideas still wait around the bend it's a given if we listen sensitively, if we give in to the now, we can rest and mend. Well, when Paul wrote the bridge, which he did, he did a really good job of editing that down, took out words, and it came to this, which is a really good thing. Here you go, it's a good idea to edit songs, edit lyrics. It's like a river. Ideas wait round the bend. If we give in to the now, we can rest and mend. So less is more, often is the case with uh, words. And... Um, so I think uh, Paul did a really good job, I think, a great job of uh, just receiving this blank lyrics. Because honestly, when I, when I sort of wrote it, I went, yeah, maybe there's something in there. So I think there's a good thing to take from this, uh, not to dismiss your creative, creative work. Um, if it's not grabbing you in the moment, perhaps put it aside for a week and perhaps it might sort of, you know, scrub up a bit better than you were thinking. So I sent it off to Paul. And what I've done is, I, uh, this week I just did a... Um, couple of days ago did a quick uh, phone interview if you like with Paul asked a couple of questions and here's how it unfolded so with the flow um, I just wrote those lyrics in the morning about the cars whipping by and here this descending you come up with this really cool descending oh magpies uh, descending chords and that any memories about how that came together yeah I just Decided off the spirit and in the spur of the moment, rather, just to throw the capo on the guitar and just to see what came of that because it sort of gives you uh, open chord sound, you know, rather than bar chord. And um, and yeah, for some reason, that that the, the lyrics, the vibe when you pull the curtain back and the gentle the morning light is shining through, just, and the gentle just morning I don't know, just, just thought about that sort of little descending. Um, Baseline and and calm sort of uh, lyrics, uh, melody, if you like. Yeah, calm would be the key word there, and, and it was interesting, isn't it? With the piano, you just play the piano, but with the guitar, you got to bang the old capo on. Kind of changes everything, I guess. And, and um, yeah, it was that was a good start when I, when I heard that when you you know had recorded it and sent it over. I thought, yeah, yeah, that, that's the idea. It's it's it was interesting too because the lyrics. Um, I could sort of, even though I didn't write the lyrics, I could picture myself waking up in the morning and pulling the curtains back, which is a weird thing, you know, and there's cars going by, not still fully awake, and 
it just it's kind of bizarre when someone else writes the lyrics but you but I kind of it was as if I'd written the lyrics if you know what I mean yeah yeah so that probably makes that, that's sort of what inspires you think, oh yeah okay is that a moment when you see a, um, a sheet of lyrics from me and you think yeah yeah I can get inspired about that I can, it, it kind of engages you eh? yeah yeah there's definitely some that leap out um, straight away yeah, yeah, cool. I guess, I guess that was what it was like. Was uh, old uh, the famous uh, pair of writers was Bernie Taupin, Elton John. You know, he probably got lyrics that he that didn't inspire him that much, and then some just like all of a sudden you've got your song written out there. Yeah, for sure. And I think they had quite a few false starts <laughs> before they came up with your song. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, probably. So, like, I, I know a song, uh, and a dandelion dies in the wind was the key moment of the <laughs> particular song. For okay. Airy theory kind of stuff, you know, before they sort of found their feet. I, I remember a bit of to and fro with the chorus. I think you came up with some ideas about how to um, change the melody, who sings the melody a bit in the chorus of that one. So, anyway, good song, eh? Nice one. Yeah, it's got a nice vibe. I think it, it, it sort of finds the flow, if you like. Ah, the flow, yeah, man. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. There was just a bit of a, a snippet of a conversation that Paul and I had. I just thought it'd be great to get Paul on board for the episode since you're so, uh, it's one of those 50 50 kind of cool songs that we've come up with. Oh, well, I think they're cool. Really good fun. Um, about the chorus, where did that come from? Well, Paul had just, he, he stopped. He, he did, t- I remember him saying, oh, I had that feeling he just wanted to go on after he'd written that. And, you know, there's a sound of a few passing cars, people laughed, whatever they'll do. And oh, it takes real willpower. There you go. That's how it feels as a songwriter when you're co-writing like that. This to stop. Why did Paul stop? Because he very kindly left the chorus for me to come up with. And what I did to come up with that chorus, I, I brought Paul into my headphones. I, I imported um, to put you in the picture. Paul's in New Zealand, right? And I'm in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, Paul from Palmerston North, he recorded his bit, sent that over to me uh, online. I downloaded it, put it into the studio, put it into my headphones. So I had Paul sing to me, the sound of a few passing cars, etc. And I was all ready to go with my piano for whatever came to me. And here's what happened. So uh, there's a sound of a few passing cars that was Paul. People laughed whatever they do. Oh, but then it was the next verse when I left it alone with a blink they're gone that's, that's when you know what do you know I went there's no harm in laying low and where there's no fear when you let it go and there's no time like that and grow And there's no one can avoid this flow So it really sort of came together that quickly. Uh, there was one part that I changed. And it was a uh, poor good suggestion. Um, bit of give and take is, is a good idea. Uh, I, I come up with, you know, there's no harm in laying low, etc. All good. But then I had this bright idea to do this. <laughs> Something like this. Well, there's no fear when you let it go. 
wanted to carry that forever. But Paul sort of said, look, yeah, maybe we could rewrite that bit. And then, yeah, it was dead right. And I really liked what I really liked what we came up with instead. But there's no fear when you let in. Yeah, so the the realm of songwriting, uh, there's no room, I don't think, for ego as such. Um, look, personality, yeah, you put yourself in there for sure, but then you put yourself aside, and, and yeah, it's about the song. What what's right for the song? And so being big enough to admit, yeah, yeah it's probably a good idea. Well done, digger. <laughs> and then we, then um, it was all going well, and Paul decided to come up with a. Really nice bridge, and what I liked about the bridge was the simplicity of it. It's like a river. Cool, eh? Ideas wait round the bed. But we pull back the instrumentation as well. If we give in to the now. Put the piano in there, and then. Then we can rest and mend. And back come the and band again. Yeah. So I think the flow is uh, a good example of. Two songwriters being in the flow, and uh, it was really cool, I think, to, to achieve that between two countries. And um, this sort of is the, the crux of the album, I, I think, in a, in a sense that although you look, we're locked down, we couldn't get together and all that sort of stuff. I thought, you know what? Let's go with what the tools we've got. There's this great, fantastic stuff there online business and you know, digital recording. And you know, when I shut my eyes and did my thing and played. It was so cool because I just feel like Paul was in the studio with me and uh, it's a good thing, good for the world, yeah? It was really good fun to arrange it too, so adding the piano and the strings and, and bits and pieces like that. Now, uh, to begin with, I just alluded to this um, thought that came to me, this memory, and um, look, here it is. I'm, I'm going to tell you about this uh, a thing with my new iPad here, my new iPad, it's my old iPad, but I have, what I've done is I've updated it to a new version, and very, somewhat very coolly, um, a little random picture from my photos now appears whenever I turn it on, quite good really, quite cool, and um, the current photo that popped up is one that I took when I was looking across a swing bridge in Masterton, New Zealand, which is just over the hill from where Paul now lives. Uh, I went and took the photo last time I was there, a few years back. But I hadn't been on that bridge for some time. In fact, the last time, before the visit a couple of years ago, I remember crossing the bridge, I was a tiny toddler, about two years old. I was on my way to the hospital with my mother. And there we go. So this is coming up to this, this whole sort of dreamy sort of state stuff. And I, this memory just whack came to me the other day. I was just sitting in the car, and it, it sort of crept into my mind just now again, popped into my mind. So I thought I'd, yeah, I'd go with it. Um, so I remember my mum having the time to patiently stand as we scanned the river below for crocodiles, which I was certain were there. But yeah, not two years old, because the books I'd seen mentioned crocodiles live in the water in the wild. Well, there's no wild crocodiles in New Zealand, right? Um, even weirder, I remember the sound my imaginary crocodiles made. And that impresses me after all these years. I mean, crocodiles don't make this sort of low moaning noise I could hear in my head. So where did that noise come from? My imagination? And if so, where did I get the idea that this strange otherworldly moaning song, my iPad said song, but I meant to write sound, but they write songs, I'll give a song, uh, should be the sound I would expect to hear from crocodiles. 
Also, perhaps more interesting, interestingly, to me at least, why should my memory have bothered to retain these images and that sound and have them ready for retrieval at a moment's notice after you know, 50 odd years? Anyway, I still thank my mother for allowing the time and encouraging me to dream in my young years and then being, this is big, equally free in accepting how I decided to act so creatively on those dreams in the years that followed. So we're talking about there about becoming a songwriter. Um, it's a big thing, having a parent's permission to do stuff. I didn't need my parents' permission, let me get that straight. I, yeah, I, was, I was free to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, Mum was the parent that raised me and um, yeah, just let me do my thing, which is pretty impressive really because it can be a hairy old ride <laughs> being a songwriter and a musician and an artist for a living yeah um, so without my mother's support I'd never today I'd never been sitting in that ute where I was when this someone so kindly loaned us because um, that car's still breaking down writing about imaginary crocodiles actually I'd just like to point out I'm probably the only person in the world sitting in a ute which is sort of like a yeah, tradie young young man sort of vehicle writing about imaginary crocodiles anyway all those years ago we were going to the hospital to visit a specialist for me i was to have braces fitted to my legs at night to straighten my feet in relation to my legs believe uh, in an effort to make them less sort of duck-like you know, <laughs> luckily for me i only had to wear them at night for a period of t- period of time unlike forrest gump, gump who wore them braces uh, day and night for a time and he received some more sort of unwanted attention because of them my mother I remember mother uh, she sold them to me as space legs and they got them over the line for me because I wasn't quite sure about this business anyway looking back now at the memory and the others that come drifting through I've obviously always been a dreamer the world's remained open to me at the drop of the hat that that, that world imaginary I've, I've no memory of it being otherwise um, yeah that, that sort of it's just the way it's always been, really, and um, I'm very grateful for it all, yeah. And I think this is where the arts are so important. I mean, the, the arts, are, it's like a, it's a tangible domain. You can touch the, you know, the, the piano and play the piano and pick up a brush. Um, it's where dreamers are welcome. You know, we're not often always that welcome when we're out and about and uh, in the classroom. Wake up, Pasco! <laughs> Remember my old uh, maths teacher who was my cricket coach? He had a good with a piece of chalk. He, Got me in the scone a few times. Wake up! Um, and I think it's essential. You know, that's something you know, artificial intelligence will never be able to do. So the human brain is powerful beyond our understanding, I think. And, and while I'm on the bandwagon, I really think that the, the arts provide a safe environment where there's no fear of making a mistake. In fact, I go so far as to say, like, perceived mistakes, they're all part of the creative process and so you know like to be human in this to earth it's but it's all about your intention I think if your intentions are good and you're acting out in accord then then much if not all it's not to be it'll be forgiven you know, as you go along so there's this whole sense of just I don't know creativity that's oh, good for you it's got to be by the way those space legs did the trick my thanks to the person who imagined them in the first place I lived a normal, healthy life, running and playing sport. Actually, it's only when I kneel that I really remember the feeling of my space legs, because I, I can't kneel for long at all. So, who knows, maybe wrapping the space legs on at night, and strapping them on and bolting them in, maybe they did 
restrict and change my bones and tendons, but maybe it had the effect of unleashing my imagination to who knows where. So, go the dreamers, go the arts, and all who support us. <laughs> right, I thought I might sort of jump back in and just sort of explain a little bit about my part, that, that, that chorus that I came up with, because we're all, all very well just to play it, but it's supposed to be describing on this podcast where it came from. Now, there's a thing called a phrase, a um, bunch of notes between breaths, if you like. So here's one. And here's another phrase. There's no harm in lying low. So with that phrase, I thought it, need, it needed sort of something that needed a, a sort of a beginning and an end within the song. So I went with, you know, I'm big on my counter basses. So there, there's a E flat chord. Bom, bom, bom. Sounds good with E flat bass. Bom. It also sounds good with the second note. It's a bass note. That one. Da, 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 da. With that. So instead of that, just a subtle difference. And where it's it's got a feeling of going somewhere now. So that where it was going was this. Oh yeah, I like that. There's no harm. Oh, and I must say, um, it really pays. I find to when you're coming up with a new part of a song to finish up with the old part, which is what I did with with, with Paul when he was saying, um, was it blah 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 blah? With a blink of an eye, they're gone. That's when you know. And I went straight and oh yeah, this bit. There's no harm in laying low. And right then I thought, yeah, that, that'll do. Um, I'll roll on down. Made sense. Where did roll on down come from? Related chords. They, they, they belong together like our relatives get on fairly well. They come from the same scale. This one here. Ooh-hoo. All those chords from those notes so I knew then after going instinctively with this there's no harm in laying low technically that a I know this will go well done well will go well here <laughs> which brought me to the chord Ooh. where there's no fear when you let in go so that was potentially going into some fairly murky waters, but I got back out of it. It was another phrase, yeah? Where there's no fear when you're letting go. Where there's no fear. And it was kind of like a bit of tension with that. Where are we going? When you're letting go. It's okay, we're back to the other bit, yeah? Which made me think, go back to the other bit. And there's no time to rest and grow. Instead of running up, uh, running down, I came up with that. Up. And it wasn't, I like the way that. So I was thinking of a drummer there, and then last bit, introducing this chord for the first time in the song. This is what it's all about, folks. Because there's no one can avoid the. And just stretched out the flow with that. In advance, thinking about the fact that Paul and I would be harmonising on that and that would be a good note to hold. So, you know, those are the things you think of, those sorts of thoughts, um, what I'm saying. You know, you're going, going between... 
um, going with the moment on the, just on the breath, whatever comes to you, and then having that um, theory. Lots of bums tonight, sorry people. Having lots of theory in the background, just just knowing that will work. And if I'm thinking, oh, I think E flat with a B flat bass. So it's almost like this horse commentary going on and you you left part of your brain somehow. And yet it's not to the fore, but it's just quietly, you can absolutely count on it being there to the extent that you can absolutely count on the creative realm coming up and um, a me- meeting you when you when you step out in good intention. There you go. So it's like a marriage of the... The various bits, isn't it? So you have, you have a grasp of the the music theory, and you ha- you have your lyrics in mind, and, and um, you have trust that when when you're going to open your mouth, something's going to come out, and and you you back yourself after a while. So it's so it's all really good fun. It's almost like an intentional dream. I think that's songwriting, an intentional dream. Oh, is there a song in that? Maybe I don't know. The intentional dream. Maybe maybe it's more of a poem. Paul's a poet. What do you think, Digger? I don't know. Can you come up with something for the intentional dream? That might be kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe we could end up writing a song about it after all. And that is the playful nature. I haven't touched on that word in this episode, but the playful nature. I think of the muse. Um, creativity seems to like play. And, and I think play is is if you're in that mode then there's there, again that, that sense of uh, forgiveness I guess if you're making little mistakes and that you just have a bit of a laugh and carry on and the door remains open and it's such good fun because you are with me in the flow alright thanks so much for coming along and uh, joining me on this episode today I do hope you've enjoyed finding out how the flow came together and maybe hopefully I gave you a little more of an insight on what it's like to be a songwriter. Uh, if this has inspired you at all to pick up a pen or play an instrument or uh, helped you along the way in some degree, well, fantastic, great. And by the way, I'm not telling anyone how to write a song, just saying that this is how I write a, write a song. And in this case, it's how Paul and I wrote a song. So again, the album is called The Untrodden Track, people. If you like the sound of that, check it out. Got 45 minutes. Plenty more where this came from. All right. Without further ado, this is Pete Pascoe signing out. Bye-bye. There's no harm in laying low. There's no fear when you're letting go. And there's no time like now to rest and There's no one can avoid this flow.